Hello, this is Veronica from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 21st of July. Following the first round of counting for the presidential election, the NDA government's candidate Draupadi Murmu took the lead against opposition's Yashwant Sinha. According to the Indian Express, Rajya Sabha Secretary General PC Modi announced that Murmu got 540 of the 748 votes or 72.19% while Sinha received 208. 15 votes were deemed invalid. We are recording this podcast at 5 p.m. Counting of the votes is taking place in room number 63 in Parliament House. Access to the counting room is limited to counting officers, officials deployed to assist the Rajya Sabha Secretary General, candidates and one authorized representative of each candidate, observers appointed by the election commission, and media persons with valid passes. Murmu is the former governor of Jharkhand. If she wins, she will be India's first tribal president and the second woman to hold the post. She will be the country's 15th president after President Ramnath Kovind's term ends on 24th of July. Voting took place on 18th of July, while the swearing-in ceremony is scheduled for 25th of July. Listeners, while India may have its first tribal president in Draupadi Murmu, it is scarcely an indication that the country has made any progress in its treatment of people from the community. In 2017, around 121 Adivasis were arrested after suspected Maoists killed 25 CRPF personnel in Burkapal. They were accused of aiding the Maoists and booked under the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act, the Arms Act, and the Explosive Substances Act, among other penal charges. All 121 were acquitted last week after spending five years in jail. If you would like to know more about the ordeal that these people and their families faced, you can read my colleague Prateek Goyal's report on newslaundry.com. It is titled, False Cases, How Chhattisgarh Jailed 121 Adivasis for Five Years for a Crime They Didn't Commit. We're able to bring you such reports and analysis because we don't depend on governments, political parties or corporations for ads. News Laundry is an ad-free platform. We rely only on you to support us. So, if you're not a part of our independent news model already, head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start as low as 300 rupees only. Pay to keep news free. The opposition today accused the central government of unleashing a relentless campaign of vendetta against political opponents and critics by using investigation agencies against them. In a joint statement, the opposition said that several leaders from its political parties have been deliberately targeted and subjected to harassment in an unprecedented manner. They said they resolved to intensify their collective fight against the anti-people, anti-farmer and anti-constitution policies of the Modi Sarkar that is destroying the social fabric of the Indian society. According to the Hindustan Times, the statement was signed by the floor leaders of Communist Party of India Marxist, Communist Party of India, Indian Union Muslim League, DMK, Telangana Rashtra Samithi, Nationalist Congress Party, Shiv Sena and Rashtriya Janata Dal, among others. The letter was signed after their meeting in the parliament. Notably, the statement came just hours before Congress leader Sonia Gandhi's interrogation by the Enforcement Directorate. The ED is investigating an alleged money laundering case against Sonia and Rahul Gandhi. The case is connected to the National Herald newspaper. Later in the day, at least 75 Congress MPs were detained by the Delhi police as they were protesting against the Enforcement Directorate's questioning of party leader Sonia Gandhi. News agencies reported. 
among those detained are leader of opposition in Rajya Sabha Malik Arjun Kharge P Chidambaram Ajay Makin Shashi Tharoor Sachin Pilot and Harish Rawa The Supreme Court today denied the plea of a father who was seeking to include a doctor of his choice in the team of experts conducting a fresh postmortem on the body of his daughter The case pertains to the death of a 17-year-old girl in Tamil Nadu's Kalakurichi district The girl was found dead at the premises of a residential school on 13th of July. It has been alleged that the girl was mistreated by school authorities. Live law reported. The death had reportedly sparked violent protests in the district. A bench of justices B R Gavai and P S Narsimha asked the father to withdraw the plea or move the Madras High Court. The Madras High Court had allowed a second autopsy after hearing a plea filed by the father who suspects foul play. During the hearing, advocate Rahul Sham Bhandari, appearing for the father, had said that the investigation in the matter was done quite casually and allegations of rape and murder of the victim was not even looked into. On Wednesday, the chairperson of National Commission for Protection of Child Rights, Priyank Kanungo, had said that he would visit Kalakurichi on 27th of July to investigate the incident. Police in Maharashtra have arrested two people today in connection with the attack on a Shiv Sena worker. Police officials said that Harshvardhan Palande, who is the deputy chief of the Sena's Kalyan City unit, was attacked with sticks, rods and choppers on Wednesday night. Police said that 4 to 5 people were involved in the attack. Palande was admitted to a hospital after the attack. According to NDTV, Palande was a worker of the Uddhav Thackeray led Shiv Sena. Police have booked the two people under several sections of the Indian Penal Code, including section 506 which pertains to criminal intimidation. Palande has alleged that some associates of a former cooperator who supports current chief minister Eknath Shinde's faction was involved in the attack. In June, Shinde had rebelled against Thakre shortly after the state legislative elections. He eventually formed an alliance with the BJP and became the chief minister following Uddhav's resignation. The cooperator has denied his involvement in the attack. NDTV reported Aam Aadmi Party chief Arvind Kejriwal today said that his party will ensure up to 300 units of free power supply if it comes to power in Gujarat. He also said that they will ensure 24 hours of uninterrupted power. Kejriwal made the claims while addressing a town hall meeting in Surat. At the meeting he said that inflation was one of the most pressing issues faced by the people of Gujarat. With respect to this, he said that the AAP will provide free electricity to people within 3 months of coming to power. The AAP chief also said that AAP was looking into providing free electricity in the agriculture sector as well. The state assembly elections in Gujarat are slated to take place in December this year. The state has for long been a BJP stronghold. After its landslide victory in the Punjab state elections earlier this year, AAP has been trying to gain a foothold in Gujarat through the upcoming elections. Kejriwal's announcement comes shortly after Prime Minister Narendra Modi's ravery comment which seemingly was a metaphor for freebie culture and a jibe at Kejriwal's free electricity promise. Later in the day, Kejriwal hit back at the comments and said that when ravery is distributed among the public for free, then it's called prasad. But when it is given for free to your own friends and ministers, then it is a sin. NDTV reported. Prime Minister of Italy Mario Draghi handed in his resignation to the country's president today the resignation came as his unity government fell apart according to the bbc three parties in his government had refused to back him in a confidence vote last night president sergio mattarella's office said in a statement that he had taken note of the resignation and asked draghi to remain a caretaker leader early elections are expected to take place in autumn 
BBC reported. Draghi had reportedly helped shape Europe's response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. He had also helped better the country's standing in financial markets after the European debt crisis as head of the European Central Bank. Last week, when a populist party in his government had refused to back his economic package, it had prompted a political crisis, following which Draghi had tendered his first resignation. According to the BBC, the Italian stock market dropped 2% today. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.